Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Jen Slovak. Yay, yes, you did yeah, it. Yeah, first <laughs> time for everything, folks. So here we are once again. How you doing, Kathy? And we, I guess we survived the last one, so we decided, what the heck, we'll just do it again and see what happens. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How did that go? Anybody, uh, anybody listen to it? Yeah, I had some really good feedback. Awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. And I didn't even have to pay him that much money to say it. So. Stop it. It's cheap, <laughs> cheap uh, respect. That's right. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, vulnerability. That's a little tongue tongue twister for me sometimes. Vulnerability. vulnerability. It's that vol. My mouth doesn't want to form it correctly. Try again. You can do it. Come on. Vulnerability. See, I'm being, a I'm being vulnerable right now with this word. You just defined it in action. You just demonstrated vulnerability. <laughs> That's right. I'm all about teaching you know what I mean? in the moment. Be the vulnerability you'd like to see in the world. <laughs> um, and then do you think vulnerability and risk kind of go together? Or is it more like courage and vulnerability? Do they all kind of go hand in hand? What do you think? I think they're all tangled in the same dance for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I think about... Uh, you you almost need courage to be vulnerable, and hmm. uh, it's like um, a demonstration of the vulnerability is taking a risk. Like you just took you're on live recording right now, and you took the risk of mispronouncing vulnerability, but you like took the shot to you know. Yeah. So. Well, I'm a risk taker. That's for sure. You're wild and you're crazy. <laughs> that's clear. That's been made clear to me. <laughs> well, likewise, buddy. <laughs> I think we're on the same camp. <laughs> oh my God, we're nuts. Um, so tell me so what you, your definition of vulnerability is. I just think it's, um, yeah, I think it's wound up in the taking a risk. I mean, just really the exposing myself to criticism, right? Without without having control over the situation, like, um I have no idea how this is going to go, but I'm going to tell my truth anyway, and I am scared to do it kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know? And I mean, it could be anywhere from, uh, hey, mom, I crashed the car to, uh, you know, sharing with somebody that um, that you're afraid right? to, uh, you know, telling a spouse that, you know, you're down to your last $5 and they need to help with everything going forward for the next two weeks because you're broke. Right. I don't have any personal experience with that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> right. that was just off the top of my head. You're just, you know, a friend told you that. Yeah, I'm sure. totally. Yeah, she took the risk of telling me that, sharing that with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's kind of what you said, and I think it's when you're in a relationship or when you're with someone that, you know, you're dating newly, um, when they're vulnerable it's kind of attractive and it kind of brings you closer because I you know you kind of see that part of someone that is it's hard for them and it's almost like for me it's like it's an honor to have been witness to that to their vulnerability in a way and it is an honor because 
they feel safe enough to be vulnerable with me. So to me, that's pretty. Um, Why do you think it's so hard? Is it hard? I mean, well, sure, I think it depends on the circumstances, but I think it's hard because people see it as a weakness and that they're not supposed to show that. And, you know, people will look down on them or judge them and, you know, no one wants to be judged or seen as weak, you know. So, but it does take courage to be vulnerable. And I mean, even in the workforce, you know, the work environment, it's kind of the same, you think? I was going to say, I think you're right about the fear of looking weak. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that we have about what is strength, like holding it all together all the time. Right. You know, we have these completely uh, unrealistic expectations that we've socialized ourselves into, right? That that we are always, uh, we've always got it together. Um, the day is always fine. I'm always fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got it under control. There are no worries. You know, how about you? kind of thing, like these masks that we wear, but um, there's actually a tremendous amount of strength, I think, in um, admitting that you're afraid or asking for help or saying, I don't know to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it can be vulnerable for a parent when a child asks a question to say, I don't know, honey. Yeah, like I'm so where do babies come from? Her. You know. Right, right. I have no idea, dear. I have no idea. Birds and the bees. <laughs> Let's go ask your father or your mother. Let's right. go see. Yeah. Uh, the orphanage, I think. The orphanage. I don't know the stork. The stork. Yeah, there you go. But really, I mean, I think that it takes it takes um, a level of risk to say I don't know in a society that uh, wants us to be all knowing. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Exactly. Um, so what is the, um, so what if you do think I'm weak? Like what's the big scary thing there? If I, if I show you vulnerability, you being anybody, right? If I demonstrate that I am uh, without all the answers or without all that I need, if I actually need help and you perceive that as weak, so what is the big, it's not like I'm going to get hit with uh, with a bomb. Right. You know, I'm not going to get uh, cut down at the knees like what is it that we fear that is so powerful in being perceived as weak yeah well I don't know I mean I don't think people like to be seen as weak I mean I know I don't yeah and but what does that say I mean why what is it that weak is that's so awful if we define vulnerability, let's define weak. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I think weak is that you're not strong, that you can't take care of yourself, that you, you know, um, you know, you're not smart or you're not good looking or you're not. I mean, it's everything. Isn't that interesting? Like you just, and I don't, I don't disagree, but you just found a whole lot of lack. Yeah. In the weak, right? Mm-hmm. I am not smart enough i'm not strong enough i'm not attractive enough i'm not tall enough i'm not worthy enough enough. yeah you know all of that stuff isn't that interesting how that all falls into the idea of weak yeah for sure you know so if i do something that i'm not sure i'm going to do right or if i share something that you might judge i'm taking the risk to have you think all of those things about me and how scary is that right 
And do you think shame is part of that? Oh, yeah. 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 Shame, shame meaning what? Like shame is thinking that you're bad, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and it, I, I think, yeah, you've really hit on something. Um, I was just talking to somebody about it today. We, you know, neurobiologically, we are sort of wired to be in community, right? To be in relationships, like we're mm -hmm. relational creatures. But things like fear um, of judgment or exposure or, you know, the things that uh, keep us from choosing vulnerability, as well as uh, shame, thinking that I'm bad, um, those kinds of things create isolation. You know, like I, I stop putting myself out there. I stop um, uh, moving toward connection. You know, I right. stop moving toward taking the risk of sharing myself with you. And like you said, that could be at work. That could be in a personal relationship. That could be, you know, I mean, at the grocery store, you're writing a check. You go to write a check. Oh, my God. Did I just show my age? Do people write checks? <laughs> write a check. <laughs> Okay, wait, we got to have special music for this. The tangential moment, okay? Like when I want to take us on a tangent, there's got to be like a button that we push. It's like, or something. Okay, I'll find, I'll find something for you. Is that cool? But you got to be able to bring us back. Okay. Can you do that? Maybe. I'm going to head off on the tangent. All right. But we need, we need to come back to being vulnerable. Okay, do it. Ready? Here's the tangent. So I just put us at the grocery store writing a check, right? And I laughed because I'm old and I know what checks are and I actually brought it out for a scenario did you see the Saturday Night Live skit where they did it on checks no I don't it was so. one of the best freaking uh, skits that they've done in I would say decades was like, it recently it was fantastic yeah it was San Sandra O oh and uh, some of the other uh, femme fatales from SNL mm -hmm. and they like they uh they, they talked about like paying with your Apple phone and, right. and your all of these different digital ways that we have. Like, but there's something about the drama of a check. And then they like had like, you know, the soap opera chick and she's sitting there on her big luxurious couch and she writes this check all dramatically. And, right. and then she rips it out and she flicks the wrist and she goes, get out of his life. Just stay away. You know, like, like you can't do that with PayPal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, it was hilarious. So That's if hilarious. you haven't seen that look it up it's check c-e-c-h-e-c-q-u-e -E 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 is how they spelled it okay i'll awesome. check it out okay now the noise <laughs> come back oh my thank you for staying with us <laughs> yeah really thanks for not turning the channel oh wait yeah. there's another tangent tangent to go on uh because you don't turn dials anymore really oh man we're old all right let's try to be hip yo come on yeah i don't know your hat's little, your hat's kind of hip there. Kathy. Your backwards hat. <laughs> but we gotta step it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm trying. Okay, so um, so we were talking about uh, taking risks of being found out. Yeah. Think, um, about, think about one of the first times when you were little that you were judged. Like, you know, before we realized that we had to protect ourselves when we were, you know, wild and free to say and be what we wanted to do and, and be. And then somebody said, ah, you're so weird or something. And we're just mm -hmm. like, whoa, right. don't show that again. Exactly. You know, 
Can yeah. you remember a time like that? Um, well, I grew up in a pretty small town, and I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but in some ways I think it does. Um, I can't think of any real, like moments that are clear to me but it was definitely a feeling that I had mm-hmm. you know as far as not doing things what the popular kids were doing or because mm. um, I definitely wasn't a popular kid um, mm. I was usually with the misfits and the jocks and um, mostly with Those the mis- people, man. mostly with the misfits <laughs> Those are our folks. yeah because they just I don't know they seemed more accepting uh-huh. you know obviously because we were all misfits and felt different than everybody else and didn't really want to go with the status quo and stuff so of but course on, back I, then we probably didn't even know that's what it meant but i think you just tapped into the very topic of our show right so the the misfits so to speak uh the ones who have uh been exposed excuse me, or feel different, right? Mm -hmm. The ones that have um, felt judged, you know, the rejected, so to speak. Right. um, Can often build the most beautiful community because of the willingness to be the outcast, right? That's a certain vulnerability to Mm -hmm. the status quo. You know what I mean? Um, Does that, what do you think? Does that have any merit or am I just... uh, Um. No, I think that's totally down the right path. Um, One of the things that Brene Brown had said was something about, um, you know, vulnerability is showing up um, without knowing the outcome. I'm not saying it correctly. Let me see if I can find it. I was reading... She was on the Today Show recently because I guess she has a new Netflix series. Yeah, it's called Called, called the Courage. Yeah. It's just one show, I think. Oh, it's one it's show? Not a series. Yeah. Okay. It's actually, the format of it is, is exactly the kind of thing that I've always dreamed of doing. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, she storytells, it's humorous, and it's informative, and it's just kind of, it really just is this wonderful um, conversation with an awful lot of people about stuff that we can all relate to. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, she's a she's a researcher, as right. many people know. And if you don't, if you're listening and you don't know who Brene Brown is, she has spent the last 20 years researching shame, uh, well, vulnerability and um, shame and all of these things, and has found that they're very much at the root of uh, you know fear to be authentic and fear to connect. But they are also, as she says, the birthplace of joy. So, uh, you know, we tend to have, I think she speaks about, and I'm probably butchering this, so with all due respect, Brene Brown, I'm only half quoting you well, uh, and the rest of you, I encourage you to check it out if it interests you, but she speaks about different responses to vulnerability, mm-hmm. and uh, one that she speaks about is numbing, right? Like, we, we will numb ourselves um, when we feel because feeling is uh, vulnerable, right. right? Emotions are vulnerable, so we will numb ourselves. But what we don't necessarily uh, think about when we're trying to numb fear or pain or trauma or just discomfort 
is that we can't pick and choose what we numb, right? So we're also numbing uh, joy and connection and interest and, you know, all these other things that we need um, to be well in the world. And that is all. Right, because you... <laughs> that is all. <laughs> and And seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, yes, and vulnerability is um, if you already know the person, so you already know who they are, um, then when they're vulnerable, we're more empathetic and sympathetic than if it's somebody we don't know already so having like that back story um so you mean if you're vulnerable with someone that you're already in relationship with right whether it's work relationship Uh you know friendships relationships or whatever um then it's easier to accept their vulnerability you're more accepting Uh of them being vulnerable um and just, you know, the connection that you have with that person deepens when they're vulnerable. If um, there's a safe space, right? I mean, there's got to yeah. be a safe space to receive it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you think we're quicker to judge a stranger? I think so. I think so. What do you think? Well, I think, like you said earlier, I think it has a lot to do with the circumstances. You know, I mean, I've been in both situations where somebody might, you know... Um, a dude might cry or, you know, give somebody, give another dude a hug or something like that and just kind of be looked at sideways. But I've also seen, you know, um, a stranger among strangers reveal uh, an imperfection and, you know, it quickly creates community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like if, if, so I'm, I'm from the world of recovery. And so that's a lot of what it's about is we talk about that, which makes us imperfect. Right. And in doing that, um, other people then find permission to share what is imperfect in their worlds, right? We don't focus on the imperfect, but we have to acknowledge it, right? right because yeah. otherwise, a lot of people on this planet, um, you know, we, we struggle, we aim to perfection. Mm-hmm. And it's just an unrealistic goal. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just not going to be perfect because... What is perfect? I mean, you could have a board meeting for three decades about the definition and get enough people to agree on what that means. Like, it's a moving target. I'm not going to be perfect, Uh right? Whatever that is. Um, And so to get, give myself a break from that, you know, not shoot for that. Um, And since we spend so much time, I think, trying to look like we're fine and we have it all together, mm-hmm. uh, it can be really fantastic and really uh, refreshing when somebody reveals a chink in their armor. Yeah. You know, when somebody says, oh, yeah, man, I'm scared of that. And he's like, whoa, you know, that guy's got huge muscles and he's like all inked up and he's afraid of something. Right, yeah. You know, and suddenly I feel like I have more permission as, as a human being to, um, you know, be scared of stuff. So I think it can be a real invitation to humanity. Yeah also exactly and making that connection like you said and the quote that i was trying to say before from Brene brown is vulnerability is not winning or losing it's having the courage to show up and be seen when you have when we have no control over the outcome 
yeah. That kind of definitely resonated. Can you read it one more time? Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Yeah, see, that's and so cool. the whole control and being attached to the outcome. And I mean, that's all. This is like a, a web, you know. Of... And the attachment to being right or wrong. Hmm. You know, like really just kind of letting go of that. And, and, and then she said being seen, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, this just happened the other day as my wife and I were talking about something. And, um, you know, the hardest thing that we've agreed to um, is that when we're having um, a disagreement or when there's something, but you know, going on that we're not in agreement about or something, I guess that's what a disagreement is. Thank you, Jen, for the clarification. Uh, <laughs> is, is that instead of walking away, that we continue to move in, hmm. right? That yeah. like, no matter what, even if, even if we can't find words, like sit near each other and like touch my hand right. and we'll do that quietly like whatever, but, and that's a huge commitment to vulnerability, right? Yeah. Is, um, so the other day we were talking and we were, I was upset about something or other. I'm having a hard time remembering the details, but what I do recall, it stands out very clearly is that I, I had to ask her to come to the table. I'm like, can we just sit here? I said, you know, and I told her how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm tempted to say that you just made me feel this way, but I know that's not, you know, what's going on, but here's, here's how I'm feeling and I'm pretty sure it's old shit, but I just want you to know that this is what's going on for me. That is scary, man. Yeah, that is hard. That's really scary. Cause like, you know, I'll probably PMS or something, you know, <laughs> it doesn't make it less real. We all know <laughs> right. that that's still for right. real, for real. Right. But I mean, hi person that I want to find me sexy and attractive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello person. I'd like, to ask for, you know, a shoulder to cry on sometimes. I'm a babbling idiot right now. Like, I'm <laughs> super emotional and needy. Right. Wah, wah, super cute, right? <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, right. But yeah. if we don't interrupt with what, you know, the call to courage show that Brene Brown did, um, I'm not going to blow the whole thing, but um, check it out because she does this thing where she and her husband have learned to in those moments, say the story that I'm telling myself right now is, mm. bop, 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 bop. and then they take their turn. Right. And because a lot of times we're tangled up in our own thinking, right. and we've created a scenario that may or may not exist. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know? we tell ourselves a lot of stories throughout the day. Yeah. On everything that we see and hear. And, you know, a lot of times it's just, not what's real right. i mean it may be real to us but it's not because right. it's all based on perspective perception mm -hmm. and what we think might be happening you know it's like if you watch some watch two people in a conference room through a window you can't hear what they're saying but you can look at their facial expressions and their body language and they could be like totally saying positive things but their body language could be telling something different 
so you know it's just or vice versa or whatever so i think it yeah we do tell ourselves stories that that's a great example like i really got the visual on that that was cool let me say this you you mentioned earlier that it might be easier to take uh that risk of vulnerability with somebody that you're already in relationship with right mm-hmm so um, let me back up a little bit. When I was teaching in the jails, uh, a lot of time we would do a lot of different units in the class that I taught. One of them was healthy relationships versus addictive relationships and um, communication skills and these kinds of things. And, um, you know, a lot of my guys would be like, oh, but, you know, Miss Jen, you don't understand, like, how crazy she'll get if I this or if I that or whatever. And, and so I said, okay, well, did you guys ever, when you, when you started your relationship, did you ever, did you guys ever discuss what you guys want out of the relationship? Like, mm-hmm. do you do you invest any amount of your energy or time into uh, doing things to help your partner feel like she is on your team? Right. Like, do you do you hey buddy your partner at all? I mean, does she know that? You know, even if you're in a grocery store separated by 500 people in 30 different carts, you know, across the way, there could be the most beautiful specimen of a person next to them. And she doesn't have a doubt in her mind that you guys are a team. Mm-hmm. Right. And that you're not going to, you know, that it's just do you invest in that idea? Do you um, have you committed to that individual in this partnership going forward. And like, well, who does that? And some guys had, some guys had. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reality is when I say relationships are hard work, it's because it takes courage and it takes risk to be vulnerable. And you can't be in a healthy human relationship if you're not willing to be all of yourself uh, with that partner. I mean, I don't want to sound like an absolutist. I don't mean to make blanket statements. There's a lot of healthy relationships that aren't talking to each other all the time. I'm not saying that you have to like be constantly talking about your feelings. Right. You know, that's not what I'm trying to say. Right. But it is necessary to be able to say, honey, I need this. Or um, are you willing to do this for me on these days because that's hard? Or, you know, whatever. Like you have to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot easier to take the risk and jump off of the cliff asking for what you need when you already have begun to uh, create a space of trust. Right. You know, a space of, listen, whatever happens outside of you and I, you and I are going to discuss it first before anybody else is brought into it. Like, because we're on a team. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the team. Right. Like, it's you and me, buddy. Right. Like, you've yeah. got to develop that with a spouse to some degree, however that looks for you, you know, because then it's in that space that you can actually open up and say, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a friggin' mess today. Can mm-hmm. you just be nice to me? <laughs> right. You know? And then be understanding and sympathetic and, you know, yeah. yeah, we all have our stuff that we're dealing with on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, real or make-believe. Well, and like you said early on, I mean, that can be endearing, mm-hmm. right? If your spouse feels safe enough to say, you know, I feel really unattractive right now. Yeah. You know, because 
as a partner, you know that that was a big risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a woman and you've got some big burly dude that you're in love with and he's able to say that to you, that's, I mean, come on, he's adorable, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you're, if you're in a relationship with somebody else of the same sex, either way, the partner taking the risk to not be awesome. Yeah. Because you can't be on all the time. I mean, that's just a reality. And I think once we accept that, you know, you're not always going to be on your A game. Come on. I know you are all the time. No, I'm not. I was going to say, I've seen you, (laughs) Kath. You're on the A game, yo. Our audience is on the A game. Yeah, of course. I mean, they are. Yes, of course. Thank God they're holding us up. No kidding. You know what I'm saying? I know. We're being vulnerable right now. I know. I'm telling them how much I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, easy now. Sorry. Uh, So, you know, I like like your stories about, you know, um, being in the jail and experience and, you know, your personal experience about vulnerability. And um, I think... The more people are okay with who they are, then they're willing to be open with, you know, others. But it, you know, it just, for me, I think it just takes that first time to be vulnerable. And the more you do it, you, you know, for me, you get more, like doing this podcast is vulnerable for me because I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm in between an introvert and an extrovert, but I'm not someone that. I'm a pretty private person and I don't really talk about myself and what's going on, even with family. You know, I'm just, I just keep it to myself a lot. Um, so doing this podcast and having these conversations with you and it's, it's definitely coming, you know, expanding my comfort zone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love doing these podcasts because it's fun. You know, I enjoy talking to people. I, I like learning other people's experiences. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's more important in getting the word out so people hear those experiences and those stories. And, you know, if we can make somebody laugh, then that's great. You know, or if we can, like, help turn on the light bulb in somebody's head about, you know, something, then that's what's important to me. So I'm willing to be vulnerable and go outside of my introverted comfort zone to make that difference. And so I just want people to know that this is not normal for me to be talking and being on the airwebs, you know. Uh, did, did you just say the airwebs? I did. The, the air <laughs> airwebs? Yes. A-I-R-W-E-B-S? Right. That's awesome. Have you not heard that before? <laughs> I've never heard that, and I'm going to use it, and I, I'm going to act like I mean it, and I know it, and I... I'm going to own it when I say it. That is awesome. Oh, God. Yo, 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 I'm going to be well, recording that on the airwebs. What? <laughs> well, you know, I got to throw out some hip words every once in a while. Just I didn't to know, man. Make that, make that image. Yeah. <laughs> Create well, that image. You know, Kathy, I think you said something cool, man. It's uh, that we hadn't necessarily touched on, not, not explicitly yet, and that is Um, my being vulnerable in a relationship, whether it's spouse or work, or as you just said, uh, to your audience, right, 
it's a gift. Mm-hmm. My vulnerability can be a gift mm-hmm. to others, right? So you and I have spoken off air web. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <a> call back. <laughs> Damn, she's got skills. Uh, we've talked off air and uh, and and a little bit about um, the value of storytelling and connection and community and um, sometimes some of the things that that you talk about uh, it's easier to listen you know in the privacy of your car or it's easier to um, just kind of like laugh along to a conversation somebody else is having and it is to actually engage in the conversation yourself you know mm-hmm. um, but and I know this from personal experience listening to others talk about things that we don't typically hold conversations about in our world uh, hearing it and being exposed to it a little bit might give me the risk, might give me the courage to, um, you know, risk that topic in my real life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And what a gift. Right. What a gift that can be when, um, for instance, your child or, or a friend or somebody is struggling um, to be willing to just kind of hold that space or, or share something about you that's like, oh, yeah, me too. Like a me too can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I appreciate you saying that about it not being your first choice of uh, entertainment to be in front of a microphone no. <laughs> and talking about yourself. Because I'm not a performer. Like I can't, I just can't be, I can't pretend. Like I try to do drama in high school and I just couldn't do it because it's like I can't pretend to be something that I'm not. I just couldn't do it. Okay, as I got crazy a as that sounds. It's like hanging in the air. I have to interrupt you. Forgive me. But it's hanging in the air. And there's at least one listener who wonders why I haven't asked or why you haven't told it yet. Are you ready? And maybe they already know and I don't. What's that? Well, what the heck got you into doing a podcast then? It was just like a friend and I, were, we have the same sense of humor as far as being sarcastic. And we talk on the phone occasionally. And, you know, we just crack each other up and we're just like dying laughing through the whole conversation and I was just like one day actually a year ago April 5th was the first podcast was um you know we should really have a podcast about sarcasm so that's kind of how it came up I mean I want it to be fun and sarcastic but I think talking about stuff like this is important too and we can kind of put a you know humorous twist on it at times um but I also wanted to bring in women. I think it's important for me to help women, uh, authors, comedians, artists, creatives, whatever, to give them exposure and to, you know, inspire them and encourage them. And I think that's a great um, model that you've presented to folks just in, you know, what if we all did something that, you know, what if we all challenged ourselves to do something for others that makes us really uncomfortable. Okay, so just give one piece of advice for people out there in podcast land as far as vulnerability, courage, risks. Like, from your experience, what's the one thing that has helped you expand yourself? One of the greatest tools that I use to grow, and I don't always use it, sometimes I can be you know, sarcastic poop, but, but more often than not, when I feel like judging or criticizing, um, I do the whole, like, if you spot it, you got it. Mm -hmm. 
I try to check in with myself to see what it is that I'm judging that right. I don't like about me. And that sounds real. I, you know, I don't think that I've articulated it in a long time. It's just kind of something that I do now. Mm-hmm. I try to like bite my tongue and keep, you know, uh, just keep negativity from coming out of my mouth, right? Not just not putting it in the universe, but then asking myself, what is it about that that just bothered me? And how can I use it to become better? Like, either I won't do what I just saw happen, like I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, giving them a pass because I've had bad days too. Right. Or, you know, something, but um, it feels different to me than, uh, you know, I sort of grew up stifling myself. And, and this feels different because I don't feel like I'm stifling myself. I feel like I'm strategically engaging. Does that mm. make sense? Like, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? It's got to be all three of those things for something to come out of my mouth. Hmm. If we spent more conscious effort at building each other up than breaking each other down, it's really a small price to pay and it could change the world. Yeah. You know, it could, it could hit all those spots. I mean, just imagine the first time that you felt vulnerable enough to tell your truth and somebody shut it down. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they would have just said, oh, that's really interesting. Make room for people's experience instead mm-hmm. of shutting it down and slamming the door on it. Yeah. And I think for me, my sarcasm can get a little biting when I'm not in a happy place. Sure. So, you know, it definitely, you know, spews out, spitting the poison amongst everybody because I'm not feeling great. So, um, in conclusion. That's so sad. <laughs> I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh my God, no. (laughs) Well, I do have other things that I need to do. I mean, I love all of you guys that are listening, but... Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot to do. Uh. Whoa! Everybody get that fight? That sarcasm? I'm just trying to, you know, give you an example of what I was talking about. Like, yeah, I'm sure you got a lot of important things to do. A lot of people right. waiting on you, Jen. Yeah, Jen. I can hear the door being knocked oh down. Alright. Well, thanks Here. again for being on Women Who Sarcast, Jen. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Looking forward to the next one and uh, thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbassiani. You can find him at Mike Thank you.